All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time um, seeing my face or, you know, hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is... Excuse me. I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation with the state, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have uh, contracts for clients and partners, uh, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas, and hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things if you're wondering well, I'm qualified to help you do all of these things. I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney, having one for, hey, AP Jackson, having one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, okay? So that is why I'm here today. So if you're in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, you know, you don't know where to go to get things done, I help you put those plans together, all right? So I've got 15 years of experience and I have a passion for helping entrepreneurs, um, you know, achieve their dreams. So reach out to your girl. Let's chat and let's, you know, get your business life together. How are you going to reach out to me? Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, okay? Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, L-I-N-K-T-R dot ee forward slash npl consulting firm there you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first-time client there you can also download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less linktree forward slash npl consulting firm is also where you can uh subscribe to the youtube channel and the podcast because you're not going to be able to make every live broadcast i don't even make every live broadcast uh but you know you can catch up at your leisure and watch them you know when you have time um and linktree forward slash npl consulting firm is also where you can get your lovely show merch t-shirts mugs t-shirts come in three colors white black navy blue these mugs are beautiful i love them and um, one of the watchers of this show helped me design it. Uh, so, yes. And last but not least, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can um, get many of my digital products, my ebooks, and my video trainings. This month, we're focusing on nonprofits. So, you can pick up my nonprofit entities ebook for just $9.97. If you go to Linktree, forward slash NPL consulting firm. It is the very first button. Okay. So, uh, we have gone through our housekeeping items on the business side. Now let's get to the show so that we can get it crack a All right. Um, so here's how the show works. Just in case we have anybody new watching, I pull stories from the news stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send me, 
um, stories that wherever I find inspiration and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we come here and we discuss them. Okay. So this is a time for you to get involved, ask your questions, give your comments. As long as they're respectful, I want them here. All right. I'm also going to be asking you to give me some emojis, give me some letters, give me some opinions. So keep your fingers ready as long as you are, you know, somewhere safe and stable, please. Do not attempt to interact with me while you're on the road, okay? That's all I ask. Uh, Trying to think. Any other questions? Nope. Uh, We've gone through the intro. All right. So now we can get started with our show. And the first thing we're starting with is our NPL nugget, okay? Um, If you don't know what an NPL nugget is, at the top of the show, I cover... A, um, a, a, a small lesson based on whatever topic we are covering for the month. Like I said, this month we're covering nonprofits. Um, we've gone over, uh, several facts about nonprofits. But, um, today what I want to talk to you about is, uh, the, how a nonprofit starts. Now, most people, um, do not know this, but nonprofits start the same way as regular, you know, for profit organizations. Nonprofits are limited to certain types of formats. You can only have a corporation, a trust, and an unassociated or an unincorporated association, right? Um, but other than that, other than, than being limited in the type of business entity you can form the nonprofit under, nonprofits start out the same way as for-profit organizations. You have to file your articles of incorporation. You got to get all your numbers together. The only thing is that there is the added step of having to apply for tax-exempt status, uh, with the state and with the federal government. Um, so just be aware that, you know, th- there's not less paperwork because it's a nonprofit. There's more. All right. Okay. Now we can move on to our stories for the evening. All right. Let's get ready. Eh? Let's get ready. Eh? All right. Okay, guys. So it's fall. You know, if you live, um, in a, in a place where that has weather, <laughs> differing weather, um, you know, it's starting to be a little brisk in the mornings. I've, I have to put on a, a sweater now to take Toby out. You know, um, I have to always make sure I have a sweater anywhere I go just in case it gets a little too nippy and I get, I get cold very easily. Right. Um, And, you know, we're slow, we're going to hopefully slowly go into winter where, you know, we don't really want to go out and we want to partake in all sorts of lovely, warm treats and delights, right? So, um, I asked you guys today if you had ever had a hot chocolate bomb, um, okay, uh, about, I want to say about 30 some odd percent of the people who answered the poll said yes. But I want to ask you guys here, have any of you ever had a hot chocolate bomb? And what is a hot chocolate bomb, you may ask? Um, It is basically uh, a ball of Belgian milk chocolate, um, and it's filled with vanilla mini marshmallows, and you're supposed to put it in hot milk. Um, Hi, Muhammad. And you're supposed to put it in hot milk. And it basically just, uh, you've had it, Margaret, and it falls apart, and, you know, it makes a chocolatey treat, you know, for the cold. Um, A.P. Jackson said, no, but I've seen them. Right. So I thought that chocolate bombs were just something that's out there, 
you know, arrested, uh, and that's just what they were called. But apparently, chocolate bomb is a trademarked phrase. There is a company called Frankfurt Candy, and they are the originators of the hot chocolate bomb. And they have filed, not just filed a trademark, but they have a registered trademark for the word bomb as it refers to chocolate treats. So if you ever are going to make hot chocolate bombs or things like that, you better call them something else because, or if you plan on selling them. Now, if you just plan on making them, you know, for yourself and, you know, your family or whoever, um, friends or whatever, and you're not trying to make money from it, you know, call them bombs all you want. But if you're trying to make money from your chocolate uh, treats, you're not going to be able to call them bombs because, Frankfurt Candy has a trademark for hot chocolate bomb, okay? Um, all right, Margaret's had a choc- hot chocolate bomb. AP Jackson has not had it, but she's seen them. I've seen them online. I've never seen them in person. Um, maybe I'll get me some this winter. Uh, but what do you think about that? What do you think about this candy company trademarking the word bomb? for their chocolate treat. Do you think it was a good move by the USPTO? Did they get it right? Or is a chocolate bomb too generic? Are are chocolate bombs too popular to be trademarked? What do you think about that? What do you guys think about that? Hmm. Um, For me, you know, you always have, I always have to go by the class of goods. And when you're talking about chocolate, Bomb is not something that you necessarily associate with chocolate. And while this particular dessert has gotten some popularity, it's not that popular. So I think that Frankfurt Candy really did the right thing. Uh, Margaret agrees with me. She said it was a good move. Anybody else? AP Jackson, what do you think about them trademarking uh, a hot chocolate bomb? Hot chocolate bomb. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's definitely a good move, you know, uh, and it's going to force all of those people trying to, you know, sell knockoffs. They're going to have to do something different. Um, all right, but moving on to our next story of the evening. Now, um, I feel like this is a West Coast chain, but if you have heard of El Pollo Loco, if you have heard of the fast casual grilling chain called El Pollo Loco. Give me a chicken emoji. Give me a chicken emoji. Margaret said it sells well around the holidays about the chocolate bombs. I bet they do. I mean, you know, you got a fire going and you're in your jammies and you got like a cup of hot milk and you put a chocolate bomb in there. Ooh, that sounds just close to my heart. All right. But if you have heard of the fast casual chain called El Pollo Loco, please give me a chicken emoji. And if you did have not heard of El Pollo Loco, they are a chain restaurant. Um, you can get grilled food, obviously chicken, the word pollo. Um, and they have franchises, meaning they have several locations throughout different areas um, that are run by different people, right? Um, and AP Justin said a lot of crafters are making them. We're making them. Okay, cool. Uh, but El Pollo Loco, you know, they've got franchisers and when you own a franchise of a business, there are certain rules 
that you need to follow. Thank you, AP Jackson. Certain rules you need to follow, right? Like if you own a McDonald's, there are certain products that you have to buy. There are certain, there's certain furniture you have to have. You know, there's certain signage you have to have, right? Same thing, um, there are certain standards that you have to maintain. And it's the same with El Pollo Loco, right? Um, AP Jackson said, I think they closed the one near me. And you're in Atlanta, yes? I believe you're in Georgia. Maybe not Atlanta, but Georgia. Um, anyway, so El Pollo Loco recently filed suit against a company called Mick Food, M-I-K Food, okay? Mick Food was a former franchisee, meaning they used to run an El Pollo Loco um, okay, they used to run a, a verified, legitimate El Pollo restaurant, right? The problem is, um, so so they had their, um, they, they started their El Pollo location in about 2008, right? The problem is, the um, during their time as an El Pollo Loco, they were cited several times for health violations and failed inspections, right? Now, if you are a franchisee of a chain, um, like if, let's say, um, yes, if you're a franchisee of a chain, you represent that business, right? Every single McDonald's in the United States, right? We don't think of them as individually owned restaurants. We think of them as, you know, under one big umbrella. Same thing with El Pollo Loco. So if one location is messing up, that can look bad on the entire corporation. So uh, Mick Foods, their location keeps getting, you know, failed inspections and, and health violation citations having to be shut down. And El Pollo's like, girl, what are you doing? You represent us. And mind you, their, their restaurant was located in Santa Barbara. El Pollo Loco, the head corporation, they're like, what are you doing? You're out here supposed to be representing us. You have our name on the building and you can't keep your restaurant clean. You keep failing these health inspections. So they terminate. Toby, really? You see I'm working. Stop. Anyway. Tobe. Tobe. All right. Anyway. So El Pollo's like, Mick Foods, you represent us out in these streets and you're, and you know, you're failing all of these inspections. So they terminated their contract. They're like, you can no longer operate as an El Pollo Loco. Take down the signs. But Mick Foods continued to operate their location even after their contract expired. Meaning they still held themselves out like they were a legitimate El Pollo location. So El Pollo Loco is suing them for trademark infringement, false advertisement, and a whole host of other things, right? And remember, what what do I always tell you about trademarks? What do trademarks do in the marketplace? What happens when someone sees your trademark, right? What happens when someone sees your trademark, Let's see what y'all remember from what we have learned. When somebody sees your trademark, right, not only do they recognize your products or your services, but they expect a certain 
level of quality, right? Um, so as a restaurant, people want to eat somewhere that is clean. So if this national franchise has one location that is making them look bad, that can spread to others. So they, they cannot, um, they can't have, you know, what, what did they say? One weak link uh, can break the chain. There can't be weak links. So El Pollo was like, girl, you can't, you can't be on our team anymore. But they were still wearing the jersey. And um, so now El Pollo is suing them for trademark infringement, okay? Your trademark, like I said, it represents you in the marketplace. People expect a certain level of quality. So if someone is using your trademark in a way that you don't like or they are misrepresenting your brand, it is your duty to check that person and get them back in line before your, your brand is tarnished, okay? So good luck to El Pollo Loco, all right? Okay, so uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to get to our last two stories. Um, for those of you who may have just popped in, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance to get you on that road to entrepreneurship, I want to help you. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. So go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book your free consultation today. Why am I so hot? Whew. All right. Okay, moving on to our third story of the evening, and then our last one is going to be the fun one, okay? Um, so we all know that, you know, Apple, uh, if, well, if you've heard of Apple, the technology company, give me a, an Apple emoji, okay? And we all know that Apple, uh, you know, their logo is an apple with a bite taken out of it, Right? Um, well, Apple, they are planning to make their products more resp environmentally responsible. As you know, um, the production of cell phones, thank you, Margaret Massey, is actually detrimental to the environment and dangerous in some spaces. Um, and Apple, thank you, AP Jackson, is, or at least they're saying they are, um, you know, planning to make all of their products carbon neutral within the next few years. So Apple has filed a trademark for the phrase, Apple has a plan, and it, and it, um, and it, it has to do with their um, move towards carbon neutral products. So I just wanted to bring that up really quickly. So if you're, you know, an environmental person, um, you can, uh, you know, maybe you want to rethink going back to Apple or staying with Apple because I think that's a great idea. But Apple is putting their money where their mouth is and they have filed a trademark for Apple has a plan referring to their um, goal of becoming com a completely carbon neutral uh, company. All right. And last story of the evening that I want to talk to you about. This is the one that I really wanted to get to. So excited. We are talking about how many of y'all watched Martin, the Martin show with Martin Lawrence, Tisha Campbell, Tashina Arnold, um, gosh, Thomas L. Ford, 
and I forget the other gentleman's name. I'm sorry, Cole, Cole or Cockroach from the Cosby Show. Um, if you ever, if you watched Martin, give me an M. Thank you, AP Jackson. Y'all remember the theme song? Martin, Martin, Martin. Anyway, um, I was perusing the gram today and then I found a story that really intrigued me. Um, Tisha Campbell, thank you, Margaret Massey. Tisha Campbell was online saying that, you know, a friend of hers had told her that there was merchandise being sold with her face at a store. Um, they sent her the photos. <laughs> yes, you so crazy. Um, they sent her the photos. This store was selling, um, fo- uh, th- this store was selling, you know, t-shirts, shorts, jackets. Hey, 76 Grim K. Hey, that Mrs. B. Uh, or, or that Mr. B, that's Mr. B. Um, they were selling all sorts of paraphernalia with images from the Martin show in it, including images of Tisha Campbell as her character, Gina, um, you know, the, 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 the show title, everything. The problem is Tisha Campbell had no idea this was happening. She never authorized this merch to be sold. And Tisha Campbell was on her Instagram saying, sir, you need to stop selling this stuff because we're about to send you a cease and desist. She said that the people were talking about, you know, we wanted to honor, hi, Jarek, the floating yogi. We wanted to honor the actors and actresses of Martin. And Tisha Campbell said, honor me with a check. You are selling merchandise with my face on it that you never got permission to do. Now, not only is this store owner going to have to deal with Tisha Campbell and her legal team, they're going to have to deal with the photographers who took the photos that they were using on this merchandise. They're going to have to deal with the companies that own the Martin Show as well as House Party because they were selling pair, um, you know, merchandise that had House Party images on there. But you cannot just put somebody's face on a t-shirt, especially if they are famous and sell it and think that you're going to get away with it. Tisha Campbell, and y'all know Tisha Campbell, you know, she just went through a divorce. Um, homegirl is trying to rebuild everything. She wants her money. Hi, pun rage. Um, so, um, Tisha Campbell is, uh, you know, on a, on a campaign to get these uh, unauthorized Martin merchandise um, off the racks. So I want to know from you guys, um, Margaret said, dang, that wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Have you guys seen any Martin merchandise? Not Martin inspired, like they use the same lettering, but have you seen any Martin merchandise like in a store? Like it has the, you know, the Martin show name, their faces, you know, whether you see it on a street corner, you see it in the store. Have you seen any Martin merchandise in your, you know, comings and goings, uh, you know, since the show has come off the air? We know that Martin is a very beloved show. People quote it all the time. Um, Jarek said no. Well, apparently in, at least in California, there are a few places that are selling unauthorized Martin merchandise, Right. So this is why it's important to, uh, you you need to fight for your intellectual property there. Tisha Campbell is well within her rights 
to be, you know, perturbed about this and pursue any legal action that she deems, uh, that she deems reasonable because you put her face on merchandise and didn't pay her and claim that you're honoring her. Like she said, honor me with a check. <coughs> Nobody wants exposure anymore. Okay. We want the green. We want the dollars. We want the clams. I don't want your respect. I want your money. <laughs> so, uh, Tisha Campbell is uh, going to be on their tail. Uh, Margaret said, people just stealing images and making stuff. I haven't seen any merchandise being sold. Okay. All right. So, apparently, this was maybe, hopefully an isolated incident. But the reason why I, uh, Jarek said run it. The reason why I entitled this show, Don't Let Shenanigan Find Out, is can you imagine if Shenanigan was a real care was a real person and found out that somebody was selling t-shirts with her face on it and didn't tell her Shenanigan would run up in there and be like uh oh uh oh <laughs> okay Shenanigan would flip over every table and counter in the store um but yes this is just a word to the wise don't put people's faces on merchandise that you haven't gotten permission to do so. It's very easy. I'm sure Tisha Campbell would have, you know, given y'all permission for, you know, a reasonable percentage. But no, y'all had to go and be, and, and be cheap. Uh, 76.5K is laughing at me. Um, but yes. So I hope that Tisha Campbell gets all her money. She deserves it. She gave us years of laughter on Martin. Um as well, uh, you know, all of the other people involved in this. But word to the wise, stop using other people's faces and, and names on your stuff. Okay? So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. We talked about um, the, the hot chocolate bomb being trademarked. We talked about El Pollo Loco um, uh, blah, suing one of their former franchisees. We talked about Apple and their carbon neutral trademark. And we talked about Tisha Campbell, a.k.a. Gina Waters, uh, fighting back on these um, counterfeiters. All right? So if you have any questions on these stories, you have a couple of minutes. I will give you a couple of minutes to, to type in your questions now. Or if you have questions on the business formation process or on the topic that we're covering this month, nonprofits, now is your time to ask. I'm going to give you two minutes to get your questions in. If not, we can, you know, um, excuse me, wind down for the night and we'll be back next week. Um, trying to think if I have any announcements. I don't have any announcements right now, but I will have some soon. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, yeah, so have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Make sure that you are booking your one-on-ones and, you know, getting your uh, digital products. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you know, uh, particularly if you are focused on um, nonprofits, go check that out. We do have a question. 76 Grim Gray said, what is cyber squatting? Cyber squatting is when you purchase a domain, right, um, and you sit on it hoping that somebody wants to purchase it from you. So a lot of times when, um, so a lot, so part, uh, you know, when new celebrities pop up, um, or, you know, new companies and things like that, people will buy up the domain names 
that that company might want. And, you know, they'll be like, okay, well, I'll give it to you if you pay me, you know, some exorbitant amount of money. Um, now it's, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Usually the companies will just figure out another way to, uh, you know, uh, get, get a different domain name that is similar, or, you know, they'll pay them off, or sometimes they even sue them, uh, for, you know, um, for cyber squatting, because sometimes it's on purpose, particularly if you, you know, take the name of, like, a famous person, like, if you tried to take, I don't, let's just say michaeljackson.com, right, or, um, mariahcarey.com, you know, you don't know Mariah Carey, you are not Mariah Carey, and you are not Michael Jackson, so, you know, you probably wouldn't be able to, to keep that, um, but yeah, that's what cyber squatting is, all right, so, let me see, if we don't have any other questions, uh, we will roll down now, we will wind down now, 76 Grim K, I'm glad you could make it, you've been working hard, girl, um, so take care of yourselves, guys, have a wonderful weekend, we will be back here on Monday with more stories, uh, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.